Welcome to Sports Simplified, where two women who love sports give information you may or may not want about sports you may or may not know. This is Sports Simplified. Hey y'all, we're back! It's been a crazy schedule, but so excited to keep get this thing rolling. Well, let's be fair. We had some technical malfunctions. Uh, i.e. recording without actually recording sound. Yeah, it was a really good episode, too. You guys missed out on. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so, and then the second episode, maybe a little too much whiskey. So, whoa. There's no such thing as too much whiskey. <laughs> just too much whiskey for you to understand, I right. suppose. But then it turns out that, well, not turns out, but Friday is Karen's birthday, 35. Thanks, guys. And um, so it's been kind of crazy, but we definitely wanted to do this one. Kind of turns out that we, I feel like the, the podcast god said, don't record it because we could give you some more information about Le Mans because it was raced last weekend. Yeah, it was kind of crazy because it was going to be canceled um, due well, to everything. Well, it was going to get postponed to 2020. And then they ended up, well, it wasn't going to get postponed to 2020 because that already happened. Oh, shit. 2022. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but it's I just get... want to go back and turn 40, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was going to get postponed to 2022, and then uh, it it actually happened last weekend. So we were able to see the race, see all the crazy, and uh, go through some of that. So let's get on to Le Mans. The 24 hours of Le Mans. All right, so that is the official name. Is the 24, 24 hour... hours of Le Mans. Le Mans. Yes. And um, this year it was raced August 21st and 22nd, starting at 9 a.m., is on. it Le Mans or oh, Le Mans? Damn it, I, yeah, it's Le Mans. Yeah, you keep adding the S, but you're not really good at the languages. I'm not a linguist whatsoever. No. Taking languages, I just can't. I can't. Yeah, you said grazie in Mexico for like three days before I finally just had to correct well, you. Well, I also have big poops, so nobody corrected me. Anyway. Proof. So, yes. So, 24 hour of Le Mans. They race from 9 a.m. on the first day to 9 a.m. of the second day. And the crazy part is it's not even who is the fastest. It's not timed like many other sports races. It's who goes the farthest in right. the amount of time. So, you have to have separated drivers and all this, but it's it's the cumulative distance. Right. Um, and, but there's a lot that goes in with that because... Excuse me. It's not just as simple as one driver racing for 24 hours. I mean, that has happened in its history, but anymore, mo like all the cars this year had three drivers. So they you have to they have to have three, and no one driver can drive over 14 total hours. Correct? Right. And then you have um, when are you going to do pit change? Like go into the pit. When are you going to do tire changes? You can only do 48 when you're in the highest level of Le Mans. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into it. Between and tires and gas and... Right. I mean, through the night, honestly, at that time in France, there can be uh, weather that can... And there was. There was a lot of rain this past weekend there. Yeah, so there, there was a crazy spin-out, yeah? Yeah, and the, the thing is, is... When the original intention, so they started Le Mans because the French were like so crazy over automobiles. Le Mans. Le Mans, sorry. <laughs> they were so crazy over automobiles because it started in what, 1923? Right. Um, but what happened was it turned into this race where they were not looking necessarily for speed, they were looking for survival of a car. Yeah, it was, a, it was basically a showcase for manufacturers to prove durability with their cars they but could for high level like sports cars. For, for high-end cars yeah it's not just like oh can your toyota well, pack that, it? Like, well and that continues to today because today now starting in 20, 
2020, they started this this new rule about hypercars because hyper... Well, it wasn't really a rule. That just the LM... So there's two classes. There's LMP1 and LMP2. And the LMP1 category actually encouraged most of their manufacturers to have hybrid cars. Right. So these high-end sports cars that could also actually be technically road cars were encouraged to be electric and gasoline right but the hypercar itself is not because before i mean you'd see these cars that were um you know like these crazy what is the word i'm looking for not concept cars concept cars that were these crazy sports cars racing but what they wanted to do is make it so that the big companies would have something that would be able to put a car in that would reduce their costs and encourage participation because some of the big dealers fell off of Le Mans. Yeah, so the biggest manufacturers actually were like Porsche, Audi, Mercedes-Benz, Ford, Toyota, Ferrari, Aston Martin, Jaguar, and Chevrolet. Yes, and they all competed this year, but who won? Was it, do you know? Toyota? Toyota in a hypercar. The first year that they could race hypercars and the hypercar won. So and we had it this, was a hybrid. We had this discussion about a hypercar because there's the hybrid. It's right. gas and electric. Right. But hyper has a different meaning. Right. And it, it is the car that is not the concept car. It's the car that can. It was more developed at almost it as a road, road car, going. Yeah. Yeah. It could be road going. That's yeah. like the uh, golf cart that I want. But <laughs> well, in this area. Um, but these cars, even in both categories, can have up to, like, 986 horsepower, which is friggin' ridiculous. Like, that's right. unfathomable. It's crazy. Um, the race is take, it takes place in Le Mans, France. Le Mans, France. Le Mans, France, which, which, is, in hours. The, which is in the northwest of France. Um, it is uh, at the track called Circuit de la Salle. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it is the longest track. It's one of the longest tracks in the world at a little under 8.5 miles. 8.5 miles of, of track. And it's not, it's not a, well, there's a straight, the, the famed straightaway. Right. But it's turns, it's uh, dirt. And it's, it's, uh, it's a lot of the roads of Le Mans. Yeah, which is crazy. And the, the longest straightaway um, at 3.7 miles is actually a public road. Yes. So for this time, it's obviously the shut down, but. Mulsane straight. Yeah, that's nuts. Like, Which is it's, also called, what, Huna, what did I say? Huna Diaris, straight away? You probably shouldn't try to say words, but that's no, okay. No, Um But it's the site where Wilbur Wright first tried to test his flying machine. In France? Yeah, before he actually, like, get it, got it off the ground in Kitty Hawk. Oh, that's kind of crazy. Good fact. Yeah. I like it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Um, so this was actually the first year that Le Mans... Uh, Incorporated esports. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that's that, ins that is so crazy to me. Yeah, it's been an, uh, it's been growing, but esports actually joined this year and was a, a pretty big deal. Yeah, and they race and it, like for like the winners a hundred thousand bucks. I mean, to be fair, when we were at <laughs> Bass Pro Shops the other weekend, I got second place on the driving thing. So sign me up. Not, not Samzies. <laughs> Dev beat you, so. No, no, no. Okay. She did not. But I was very proud. She came in like this. It's yeah, all right. <laughs> um, so the high risk, highest, high risk. Goodness, words are hard. Highest recorded speed um, was over four hundred kilometers per hour, per mile, per hour. Goodness, Karen. Um, which is actually like just under two hundred and fifty miles per hour. 
That's crazy. On the straightaway. That's crazy. Like, I've I've gone 100 miles per hour myself and feel like Were maybe... Were you supposed to? I, oh, not at all. Not even a little bit. <laughs> um, but to be two and a half times... Uh, one and a half times that speed is... That's not so but so. And some of it's dirt. Yeah? Uh, I don't know. To okay. be fair. Well, there we are. Just like... Um, so this year there's 61 participants. Okay. Um, the track has a total of 38 turns. And, like you said, just under eight and a half miles long. Did so. you know the first section is called Indianapolis because of the famed brickyard? Because it refers to the presence of bricks under the um, surface? That's kind of cool. I mean, I like culturally, that's really cool, actually, mm-hmm. that something that's over in France that's been going for so long actually has a reference to an American race, yep. which obviously doesn't have to. Well, and then there's also uh, the fourth section of Le Mans where it, that's called the Ford, Ford Chicanes. And that was a- added in 1968 for pit re- safety reasons due to the disaster of 1955, which we'll get to. Oh, the disaster of 1955. So, uh, chicanes. What, yes. what does that actually mean? It's like an S-turn. Like an S-turn. Okay, so an S-turn into... Oh, so it slows them down before right. they get in. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, this actually six times the length of the Indy 500. That's crazy. Yeah. Like, that's a lot. It's also the oldest active endurance race. It, it takes a lot. I'm not going to lie. I don't even care who you are like that. I can't drive, like, 50 miles without feeling like I have to stop for gas, so... Well, you, but you're a long-distance driver. There it is. There it is. All right. Also, you just get bored if you're sitting in the passenger Heard. seat. Like, these things are GD rocket ships. <laughs> and, I mean, not that anyone gets bored driving a rocket ship, but it's got to be trying at best, so... Um, there's different classes of cars, though. Right. I'm not going to lie. That was a little confusing when I was looking up the finishers and the results for last weekend's race. They, yeah, it's kind of crazy. Like, they, they, there's the LM1, the Air, LM2, like, there's LMP. LMP1 is the highest class. Level. Yeah. yeah. But they, there's different um, winners and finishers mm-hmm. in each division. So it's kind of crazy that it's there's different kind of levels you can get to in each one and so but obviously very very different than say uh, an f1 race or an indie race yes. or uh, but these cars are just totally built differently they're they're meant to be road cars right like i mean they're meant like i said to show survival and not just speed and there's been many a movie made of it i know ford versus ferrari like there is some you know obviously it was based on a true story so there is some fictionalism of it but it's it's really interesting because it is it's about proving the you have to prove the car trust the driver to make the changes because the the symbiosis between the car and the driver is what's going to win at le mans and when i was reading stop adding the s Sorry. When I was reading about the um, this past weekend, there was a great quote where they said that um, people believe that Le Mans chooses the winner. Oh, crazy. And this particular uh, triad of gentlemen that won this year, in the three years prior, they had, in, um, what, what year are we at? 2021. So in uh, 18 and 19, they had gotten second. In 2020, or I guess, they had gotten third. And hmm. they finally broke through and won with the first hypercar ever this 
this Le Mans. However, that's not all teams have been, interestingly enough, all men. There have been teams that are, have women involved. Right. Um, the highest capped lady was at, actually went 10 times from 1974 to 1983. And they're also, the team is from different countries. It's not... A- oh, yes. Right. So the winner of this year with the Toyota GR1... Uh, sorry, GR010. I imagine that's how it was said. Sure. It's a hybrid. Um, had drivers Mike Conway, Camille... Kam- wait. Kamu... I had it in my head. Yeah, you Kamui did. Kamui Kobayashi and Jose Maria Lopez. That's kind of great. It's awesome. They have different countries comprised... Like, each team has... Yeah. A... A variation. Kind of much like Tour de France, to be yeah. sure. Right? Um, wait, is Tour de France always in France? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Much like Le Mans, thank you. <laughs> um, they mm-hmm. did, they finished 371 laps. They pitted 33 times. And their best lap was 50 seconds, 50.7, essentially 77 seconds. Nice. Um, there were the top five place, placers were hypercars. Uh, two were Toyota, the third place was Alpine, and the next two, that yeah, were Glickenhaus. Glickenhaus, what's it? It's a car maker. Oh, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay. The top American to finish was in 18th place. He had two Danish drivers with him. Do you know where the Netherlands are? Um, and they raced in Orica 07, and they finished 353 laps. Wow. Yeah, it was Toyota's fifth consecutive victory. It's their Toyota, like yeah, that's, that's really impressive. It's their first victory um, of the hypercar era. Um, the car they raced is the first hybrid to win. It's the first win for the number seven crew, which composed of Conway, Kobayashi, and Lopez. Um, like I said, they previously got second and third, and they led from the pretty much consistently from the sixteenth minute on. Sixteen. Oh, wow. It's kind of crazy that they, they're encouraging, like, the innovation of the sport is actually leading to um, fuel efficiency. Yeah. Which is appreciated, obviously. It's it's bringing attention to it. But even these hypercars, these hybrid cars, these all of these manufacturers are being encouraged to make fuel efficiency a priority. Right. Which is, is pushing manufacturers to, to focus on that, which is really awesome. Um, especially because there is a... a rule in the race where each time they pit the car actually has to physically be turned off this is insane to me like i i really wish i could fill my gas tank without turning my car off like it just seems crazy that's what you wish well when my when my you know apple when my what is that called what is your car play when my car play connects it can be finicky and when it connects i don't want to turn it off but i need gas but, uh, like, imagine, it, it basically proves the durability of the car to be able to turn it off, turn it on multiple times, like, just, like, almost like a, a road trip. But for that to be required in a race, that a actually... A road trip? Yeah, like, you turn it off to get How gas, you turn it back on. T- stop and start in a road trip? You turn How it off to get gas. How small is your bladder? Well, our, uh, when Pop-Pop and I, when we'd have to do road trips, R.I.P., Pop-Pop, his bladder was tiny. I'm just saying, you have to turn the car off, turn it back on. So that actually is pretty important for these cars to be able to, like, have that durability and not have the battery or the alternator, all these things. Like, it just has to play into it. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of nuts. Well, this race was uh, very smooth, they said. And, yes, there were some spin-outs and some 
Rex, obviously. I mean, it's inevitable, but nothing crazy. Um, the rain began in hour three, but it wasn't it wasn't that insane of a race this time. No, however, 1955. 1955. We're gonna go to that, but for our fun animal fact. Okay. In uh, 1960 something, I'm gonna be real with you. It's, it wasn't real clear. Um, there was a cat that ran onto the track. Oh no! Yeah. Uh, R.I.P. Doves. Oh shit! Did they hit the cat? No. Here's oh. the best part: is the driver swerved to miss the cat, and ended up taking out other drivers. <laughs> So it was like, hey, oh no. And then they were like, oh, poop, there's a cat. Because it's a public road. Like, they're just. Well, don't you think that that's like a like a visceral, like, hum- well, oh. normal human reaction? Yeah. Like, 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 I don't care if you're cat. a race car driver or not, but you're just like, ah! Like, yeah. Oh, what cat? Ah! And then he, so he, swore, he took out some cars. Luckily, it wasn't like the end of the race for anyone. It was just kind Everybody of. Everybody was able to continue. Everybody was good, but they, yeah, they swerved and missed the cat. And, well, good job, cat. I'm we're going to call the cat Lamont. Yeah, the cat's new Mr. name. Mr. Lamont. Mr. Lamont. I'm excited that Mr. Lamont made it past that. I'm However, sure he's passed away now. Absolutely. However, uh, 1955. That, yes. That was a... That was tragic. We're going to get to that after the break. Let's pause for the let's break. Let's take a minute. You pee. Let's find out why the dogs were barking and we'll come back. Okay, we are back, and we are, the dogs are just a pain. What is happening now? Okay. Um, okay, so let me set the scene. It is one of the biggest tragedies, and really, like, changed the face of motorsports. It was June 11th, 1955. Okay. Le Mans, France, which is pretty much, it's like a... a countryside of France. Okay. It's not a main area. But it most of the races in general, even to this day and before, draw like 200 to 250 to 300,000 spectators. I thought you were going to stop at like 250 spectators. No. And then get like 1,000. That's... Yeah. I mean, it's, that's... It's a big thing. There's like... It's like the Coachella of car races. There's a big whole happenstance around it. And they have little like things. That's nice. Yes. Yes. Um, so there were some major players in this in this race. Okay. Okay. You had Juan Manuel Fangio. Is that Fangio? Is that right? Is Fangio, yeah. Fun, okay. Great. I'm, I'm not Italian. I couldn't. I don't speak I don't to know. it. Okay. Uh, f- driving with Mercedes. You had Sterling Moss driving with Mercedes, and then Mike Hawthorne with Jaguar. And a, they were big names in. That time. Yes. All right. And the major manufacturers coming into this race were Ferrari, who was the reigning Le Mans champion. We had Jaguar, who had put so much money into winning this race because they had been overthrown the last two years by Ferrari. Isn't that interesting how many manufacturers will, like, just throw themselves and throw money at Mm -hmm. winning something just for image? Like, there's not... The, there's really no prize, quote unquote, for them at the end. Yeah. It's it's literally just status, but they'll just hurl money. Well, in. I mean, Le Mans was a hugely important continental race in yeah, Europe. Yeah, but I'm for not gonna time. like 
go to a dealership and be like, ah, oh, they won Le Mans. I'm going to go buy that brand. Like, I don't... Okay, but I, I mean, I'm going to, like, devil's advocate that. Don't you think that there's a lot of reason why... Ford and Chevy and with their with their sports cars got famous is because of their ability to race and be in the NASCARs and the Indies and all that. I guess, yeah. I mean, it's status. Yeah, and okay. it's the ability. Like, think of you know, Le Mans, like the Indy Indianapolis Five Hundred here. Like, it's those major manufacturers, and you're you want the best car. It's exposure and and name. Okay, all yeah. right. So I got you. So, okay. and then also Mercedes-Benz entered the race and they had this new ultra lightweight magnesium alloy body, the 300 SLR. Okay. So the race starts and Jaguar and Mercedes are, they're not treating it um, like an endurance race that it is. They're sprinting. They are going back and forth, swapping race, uh, like lap records. They're just going for it right away. Okay. Um, Hawthorne, who is in the Jaguar, um, he has some feelings about the Mercedes-Benz because it's a German-owned company and this is not long after World War II. Ooh, so there's some politics in it. Yes. So we enter lap 35, which is, I just said uh, before the break that 371 laps were done this year. So Mm -hmm. lap 35 is early. Yeah. And we are late in the third, I mean, but also they're going slower, to be fair. So late in the third hour of the race, lap 35, and Hawthorne, in his Jaguar, overtakes the British driver, Lance Macklin, in his Austin Healey. Okay. So Austin Healey is a brand yeah. car. Okay. Hawthorne then realizes, because they're not they're not having, like, the in-ears or the headphones that are saying... Oh, yeah, it's way um, early. Like, hey, this is happening. Oh, What's going yeah, on? Yeah, they're not talking to their pit crew saying, oh, what you need to do. They're getting waved down to go to pits. It's like hand yeah. signals, like, yeah. just trying to... So Hawthorne realizes he's being called into the pits. Okay. So he breaks sharply and veers across the lanes to, hit, to get oh, into the pits. Oh, that's never a good idea. No, it's not. So, but I have to say that... To this day, there's no conclusive or definitive decision on who or how this accident was caused. This is just the facts that everybody has. Are out there. Yes. Okay. Okay. So he breaks sharply. The Austin Healey, driven by Macklin, tries to do evasive action. He drifts off the uh, the track to the right and then comes back across the track and into the path of Pierre LeVay, who's driving one of the Mercedes. Uh-oh. Remember, this Mercedes is now one of those ultra-lightweight aluminum alloy cars. Uh-oh. Okay? So, LeVay, doing 150 miles an hour at the time, has no time to react. Yeah. And his right front wheel rides up the back of the Healy. Ooh. He's launched into the air and catapulted off the track. Oh, there were, there's so many spectators. Well, so the Mercedes collides with an embankment and disintegrates and he th- it throws LeVay back onto the track. Disin- that's an aggressive word. Disintegrates. Like yeah. it's just gone. So he, he dies instantly on the track. The, ca- the car debris that is still you know not in ashes continues through the crowd 100 meters. Oh. It decapitates most of the people in, in its wake like a, an autom- automotive gu- guillotine. Holy mother of guillotine. 
Yes, the rest of the car, the rear of the car burst into flames and the magnesium alloy added to the intensity of the flames. Oh no. Beside LeVay, 83 specta spectators were killed and hundreds were injured. That is awful. Right. So <clears throat> Hawthorne comes around to finish this lap. He doesn't lap. know what's going on behind him. Well, he knows. He's obviously he sees it, but he comes back around and he's in tears. Um, spectators are using banners that they've taken down to carry off the <laughs> the injured and the dead. Oh God! Um, but the race continues. No, the race continues. How? So American John Fitch, he's standing with Levey's wife, and he's the co-driver for that team and he encourages mercedes he's like let's we're out let's be done like this is we can't continue this that's race that's not okay but he and but and when they're like uh he's like no literally this is a pr nightmare like the, Ger the to see a german company who the mercedes uh to be seen as cavalier of the frenchman's death Oh, yeah. That's because the real... Frenchman is driving the Mercedes. Pierre Levey is driving the Mercedes. That's real, real bad. Right. Any time, but WW2, like, let's be right. real. So Mercedes is like the people on, uh, you know, in the pit and all that is like, oh, we got to run this up the flagpole. So finally, they get the, this happens like third hour in. So what? It starts at nine. So it's like at noon. At midnight, they finally get the okay to pull out of the race. 12 hours later? Yeah. So those two... Goodness gracious. They have two more cars in the race. Those drivers come out. They're in first and third when they come out. Okay. But they, they're they like, no. So then the major, uh, one of the Jaguar team leaders goes over to... Um, oh, sorry, not Jaguar. Sorry. One of the Mercedes team leaders goes over to Jaguar mm -hmm. and is like, hey, you know, in solidarity, you guys should just stop the race as well. Like, this man died. And ironically, this gentleman's name, the, pick, the head team leader lofty england mm. is like nabra what the hell so the organizers of the race justify it's can it not canceling the race because it would have alarmed the crowd and had the spectators like run and just hamper getting oh. the you know i would have run when i saw 83 people like uh 86 86 people killed like i would have been like oh people were decapitated i'm out like i'm you good you know what i thought that too and i i totally get what you're saying but the way that the course and at that time it's not They're like spread it's not out. like it's, well, it's not like now like you take these videos and yeah you wouldn't you're have gonna known, see it i guess no you wouldn't have known but still like yeah, so they're saying that if they had canceled the race, people would have freaked out and ran and gotten their cars and created an, uh, a traffic oh, jam. traffic the, jam is terrible No, 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 that the emergency services could have gotten to. But also, now it's at midnight, and, like... What, Goodness, yeah, bad choices. Like, you bad could, choices. Yeah. Um, so, Hawthorne, the guy that cut him off, and his co-driver won the race. Mm-hmm. Right. So after the race is done, they are searching for the blame. Who's who happened? Like what happened? Who did what? You know, obviously. And the official inquiry cleared all drivers of any fault. But it still continues. The debate still continues, obviously. Obviously. That's the official inquiry, which I don't necessarily think is wrong. It, to be fair, also it cites the course. 
So, the I mean, course was built in 1923 for for cars with a top speed of 60 miles an hour, not 106. Absolutely. If yeah, if if it was built for that level and it's it's grown from there, there's no way the same turns, the same execution can happen with the same velocity. There's no way. But regardless, not that there's fault, but oh. all, Stop I, the race. Like, right. I think there's a lot of fault that was never bla- placed. Spreads. But yes, I do agree, though, that the, the the course was a bit of fault. And now that's why there's the four chicanes, which, which slows them so coming they, into the pit. They've obviously changed the course since then. Right. To accommodate the so four chicanes. Um, but that's really interesting that it, it's... But now... The, the, the technology and the hardware have progressed. So now... Well, but here's the thing that I think about is we, so the Ford chicanes are, were added. They were at 106 miles an hour. Now we're at, what, 200 and something? What yeah, are we, like, like the top like top speed can be up to 250 miles an yeah. hour. So are we, I, I mean, I have to assume they're keeping the, you know, they're working on the safety as the car. They're not going to make the same mistake. Like that was like the worst motor, motor sports Tragedy, tragedy. Of all time. Yeah, um, ironically, Hawthorne, who won the race, who was the one that cut everybody off, died driving his Jaguar in 1955 while cutting off a Mercedes. <gasps> oh man! Yes. Did karma come back? Right. So, Bro, like R.I.P. But. <laughs> So not only was the course changed to include the Ford chicanes, but they also removed the stands um, by the pits, by the pit straight. Yeah, you can't, you can't. Yeah. Um, that. That's. But in, you know, real country fashions, um, they, the motor racing was immediately banned in several European countries, including, um, oh God, what was it, UK? Europe's something. real quick to yeah. cut the wire. They're not fucking around. But it was like, until you improve your safety standards, which yeah. I get, we're not doing it. Um, they you all, know who's not that quick to do that? The US. The US. Yeah. yeah. Um, all countries have reinstated, except for Switzerland. Switzerland still will not let any auto racing happen in its borders. They just neutral, bro. They just they gonna, really going to ride the line and say, you know what? We good. After the race, many of the racers that uh, in for the 1955 tragic day retired, and those that didn't never race Le Mans again. Um, blame them. That's rough. And Mercedes Benz withdrew from motor racing entirely until 1987. So from 1955 to 90, 1987, they didn't do any motor racing. That's tough. Yeah, I mean it's it's a rough race. It's it really is a very trying and long race that can push emotional and physical boundaries uh not just machine but human wise i mean i was reading that at night they because you know i mean they don't stop for the dark or any of that and the tracks are straight and the track's not lit no in certain parts they have to just count as the driver they have to count their laps because there's no other way to like decide like where they're at so they know like what's yeah, coming up next. Yeah, if you're not fast and you're going eight and a half miles yeah, per lap, like, you kind of like have, have to just... It's not like they have navigation in there, so they have to be like, okay, this is number two. So then they know what, you know, what's coming their way. And their team just kind of flags them down. I mean, now they have radios and stuff, but this is just a, it's a real like gut check race that's been 
going on since 1923 and it's so impressive it but did stop. so trying and it did stop for 10 years during world war ii i mean understandably <laughs> you're not going to be like hey, hey hey everybody settle down let's let's race and let's then just let's race and all be nice together like let's... that would have been great actually yeah that maybe war- you know what that would have been great like why not say hey hey instead of let's having a war let's just race it out <laughs> If if only. If only. Um, but yeah, and then uh, um, they used to start where when they'd say, you know, go. And oh, they, they would the run car. to the car that and was jump so... in. And and I honestly think that's awesome. But at the same time, I get why that's real, tri- real sketchy. Oh, my God. I really, <laughs> if I think Lamont, I'm literally like that, like line of dudes in helmets just like running to their cars and getting in but anymore obviously that's not really I mean, that safe okay well, first of all it's not safe because like what if you're one of the back dudes and you're like super fast running and you get in and then you're like now like trying to like not pick off the other dudes getting into their car second of all they have like an open area they could just like jump in like what like yeah what is that not like dukes of hazard or something they can't like hood slide yeah they gotta get in and all the safety but belts now, and like, yeah, you, yeah you've got all the things and the safety belts it would be like anticlimactic they feel like running and then you're like excuse me hold on boop 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 and then let get me, in there and be like let me do my four point let harness me, let me and we're pri- we're priming we're priming like just yeah like, that's not it would be amazingly amazingly weird uh, so so obviously things are different now but they've come for the better and this is still one of the most epic races of all time it's times. really interesting and I would honestly encourage y'all to watch Ford versus Ferrari I think it was really I mean obviously it's not all like completely factual but it was very well done very well done um i will say that when we were doing our um our uh research for this episode we did a throwback to watching top gear which british (laughs) shout out obviously love and grand tour but they did a little piece on Le Mans. And they showed the original guy that is who Christian Bale plays in mm-hmm. Ford vs. Ferrari. And you know when they say, like, who do you want to play you when you die in a movie? Man, he got, like, honestly got some props because he, Christian Bale is, like, way higher. Like, <laughs> it could have been, oh, God, what's that? Billy, Billy, what's that guy's name? The, Billy, I don't no know. Idea. Anyway, he's, way, like, yeah. He made it come up. He sure. made it come up. So um, that was nice But for it's him. a really, it's a really good, it's really well done with Christian Bale, Matt Damon. It's a very good story. Gives you a small sneak peek into the, the world of Le Mans and yeah. how crazy it is. But, um, and if you want to watch something that's like not fictionalized, go to uh, Top Gear BBC um, season 10 no, season nine, episode ten, and there is the part that they did a Le Mans that was really interesting as well, and it has footage from um, actual Le Mans races back in the the black and white days. Back Isn't it day. weird though? Like, I get we had this weird conversation about how like obviously all that time was in color. Like, if you were in real life, it was colored. <laughs> but at the same time, you just always see it as black and white. That you would think like if I go back into that time, it's obviously I'm just gonna see black and white. But it's not, babe. It's just... No, I know that. But <laughs> it's, it's just not. so weird, like, wrapping your head around it. Yeah, those times didn't just exist in black and white. Like but people TV had... shows, pictures, yeah, everything they could still see color. It's okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I get it. I know I sound ridiculous because it's not like <clears throat> in the Renaissance, everybody was just painted and walking around. <laughs> Goodness. Oh, All right, y'all. Uh, thank you so much for blasting through this episode. 
Um, Mulan is a great episode uh, event to pay attention to. Go back, watch. This year was a really great race. Um, next week, we're actually going to be talking about the Paralympics. Yes. So, um, people, a lot of people think it's Paralympics, but it's actually Paralympics because para means beside. So, it's like beside the Olympics. Which I think is kind of crazy given the fact that these people are disabled, mm-hmm. but so much better at all sports than I'll ever be. <laughs> yes. Um, and literally, the the things that they're... The, these competitions and games are bonkers. One of the things I found really interesting in my research thus far is that how much the Paralympics has impacted the um, forward, like, mobility of dis- disabled people in in the world but in their in their different countries absolutely there's there there's a whole i'm gonna go off on it but literally to the 2008 beijing it literally changed laws in china about how they handled people with disabilities there and how they included them into their country and their daily life it's so crazy and you know we were a little hesitant to do another olympic type episode so soon but honestly like it was just it's so a story it. we can't we can't we can't skip so worth it so tune in next time um our in a, in frequency with episodes is going to level out with our awesomeness um because you can't stop listening so good <laughs> can't luck stop, can't stop what's up um <laughs> thanks y'all all right we'll talk to you next week thank you for listening to sports simplified We release a new episode every week, so make sure to subscribe to our channel. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Sports Simplified Pod. If you love what we're doing, please give us a review. Believe me, it helps. (laughs) This episode was brought to you by Amber and Karen McGuire in partnership with J Soul Productions.